Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, 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 everybody. It is Forbes Riley. Hey, you know, if you're listening and love listening to me on Voice America and who doesn't, I've got some funky news. We are, we've been asked to upgrade. We've been on the Influencer Channel for a couple of years, and I think we're moving over to the Variety Channel. So in case you can't find us, that's like our, our fun, exciting news here at, at, in, tele, in Radio Land. Uh, <laughs> and for those of us who are keeping track of the live show versus recorded, it is the end of March. It is the end of, it's winding down for women's Women's Empowerment Month, Women's Acknowledgement Month. I'm not sure what we're doing. Women, it's I think women is every month, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> you know, why not? I'm also going to pin me right there so you guys can see me at home. Hey, um, what a fun week. If you're playing along live, you had a chance to listen to the Women's Summit. And I had some phenomenal things happen during these three powerful days I had the beautiful Elaine Lelaine, who at 97 years old, imparted words of wisdom as only someone who's been on this planet for 97 years can do. And she was extraordinary. And then we had a 20-year-old, my daughter, who popped on and sold her packages and ignited the, the entire platform of women. There are almost 2,000 women listening to her. So thank you, thank you. I brought a dear friend of mine who was also on the platform. And very surprisingly, the reason I wanted to talk to her today is I've only known her as very successful. She's going to tell you what she achieved last year and how she did it. But her topic was so, um, let's see, out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. And it was extraordinary how many people leaned in. And I was a little distracted and I'm half listening going, oh my God, I need to bring you on the radio. And I also need to bring you into my mastermind because it's a topic everyone needs to hear about. So all the way across the world, halfway, she's in Vancouver, Canada. I'm down here in Tampa, Florida. I know both are kind of nice, but so... um, Please welcome the one and only Miss Ashley Armstrong. Hello, hello, everybody. Woo, woo, woo. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. I'm hanging on, online more often. This is, this is, we're going back to back here. We can just make this a, a regular thing. <laughs> why not? Why not? You know what? I'll tell you what. Number one, you look adorable. I'm loving the haircut and I'm loving the lighting on your face. You just look so refreshed. And when you see, I teach this every day. When people look at themselves on Zoom, you guys, this is a television camera. It's a movie camera. You know, when you see a movie, you are transported because everything in that box works. I don't know if you remember, but in Game of Thrones, somebody left a Starbucks cup on the set. Oh, yes. It it ended up in the show, which I think they may have done as a publicity stunt because it got this, I'm still talking about it, right? Three or five years later. Um, But because you broke reality. And so if you're doing a Zoom call and you're sitting there and you can see the laundry and your kids walking back and forth and the honey going, oh, can I just bother you? It's like, no, no, no. So I, I, we, we matched today. We're like this beautiful shade of loving romantic green. If you're listening yeah. on the radio, you're not seeing any of this. <laughs> you want to see what we're talking about, go over to my Facebook, uh, just my name. You can find me everywhere. As Ashley said, I've got the profile pages and the business pages and the private groups. Uh, I love my Facebook. Uh, were you an adopter of Facebook? Oh, yeah. I, I predominantly hang out on Facebook. I'm like, it's just where the cool people hang out. <laughs> you know, 
I got to tell you, when the younger stepsister came along Instagram, I, I just felt like the annoying sister is like, look at my closet, look at my body. And I don't really get the interaction on that platform nearly as much as I get on Facebook. Yeah, no clickable links, no nothing. You got to go to your bio. I'm like, this is too much freaking work for me, man. <laughs> There you go. Speaking of freaking work, you are, well, let's give everyone a little hint um, um, and an insight into who you are, my girl. And I'll give you the whole screen just to tell a little bit of your beautiful story. Oh my God. Don't do that to me. Uh, Put me on the spot. My story. Okay. All right. So how deep and how far back do we want to go? You only have four hours. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Jeez. I think I need more than that. Um, Generally speaking, for those who don't know me, I'm Ashley Armstrong, the hidden rules expert, and I equipped entrepreneurs with tools to overcome success, depression, and decoding what's next to rekindle momentum. That's one thing that I do. The other side, my other company is I help people make passive income from new technologies with our educational company. And I'll dive into what those two things mean here in a second. But as Forbes said, I'm a Canadian, gotta love being in the great white north. Today it's beautiful and sunny in Vancouver. Thank bloody God. Oh my gosh. It's like rainy here, like Seattle. So when the sun comes out, it's just like fabulously beautiful. I come from a pro athletic Olympic family, pro athlete myself, moved to Cabo St. Lucas, Mexico for 14 years, started a family, started a bunch of businesses, built seven figure physical product businesses. And just to make it short, Last year, I partnered up with one of my long-term business partners, Dan Hollings, and we launched the world's largest crypto training program. And we broke world records last year, which was still kind of crazy. We're still trying to like, you know, process all that. So we did 57 million in seven months and capped out the year at 70 million. Um, And we're still spinning with all that, which is crazy. We're in production literally as we speak. As soon as I get off this, I'm jumping on video with my entire team to re-record absolutely everything, go through the whole gamut again, which is pretty crazy on that note. But the the side thing that's really interesting that most people don't realize, especially for like the women's summon, because a lot of it was like, you know, um, mindset and your how you connect emotionally, mentally, what you're looking at, how you're looking at visualization, manifestation, all that stuff. I'm sorry if you hear the sirens in the background, because <laughs> there's something going by. But um, the movie The Secret, which was super hot and heavy, you know, 1520 years ago, that movie was put into your hands. And even through Oprah's show it was because of my business partner, he was the marketing guy behind that that did that $350 million campaign. And lo and behold, my creative director at our other company was the producer and director of that movie. So I'm just surrounded by super human, amazing people. Um, and it's crazy because at that time I was managing a four, um, a $4 million division in the sporting goods company. Way back when the movie first came out, I bought a copy for every single one of my employees. They're like $50 Canadian each at the time, which was like my entire bloody paycheck. But I'm like, everyone's got to get on board with this. This is amazing. This is what I was born and raised into. Like, this is not new for me. I was like all pro athletes grow up with manifestation, visualization, because it's just kind of part of our repertoire if you're going to be an athlete or whatever. And then sure enough, you know, years and years later, I end up working with the team that put that thing together. So talk about six degrees of separation. <laughs> but why not? That actually seems like the the, the quintessential end of that story loop, right? Yep. I mean, and it has to go to when I think about some of the people that I'm lucky enough to work with, I grew up watching them. I grew up wanting to be them. And now we get to hang out. And on some levels, I became some of them to other people, which yep. is still, like you said, a little hard to process. Uh, but I, I, I'm working on it. I'm enjoying it. I think I became somebody that I'm proud to meet too. And I will tell you that it took a long time to get to this, this stage. Do you feel like you've been, obviously I know you have, but through an interesting arc evolution as a woman. 
<sighs> you know, I just turned 40 last year and I, um, I'm a regular guest expert on a TV show in the US. Um, and so at that point in time, I'm seeing all my girlfriends, you know, like on Facebook and whatever, like, oh my God, I'm dreading turning 40. And I'm like, I'm loving getting older. I absolutely think it's a, a badge of honor. It's freaking amazing. I'm not trade inable people. No freaking way. This whole crap and ageism in society, like, no, thank you. I'm not going to buy into that. And I have two girls. So I want them to grow and prosper as they get older and enjoy the process. So I was been really rah-rahing the fact that from 20, when we think that we're supposed to be adults, we're told we're adults, or 21 for the States, because you become legal drinking age, you know, 19 in Canada. You're now an adult when you become that age. And I don't really believe that that's true. That just becomes like, you just have a couple extra doors open to you. But from the age of 20 until 40, I'm sitting here going, what do I like? Who do I like? I'm making mistakes. I'm figuring crap out. I don't even know who I am as a human being yet. Well, I haven't I had enough mistakes. I, I got I'm sorry. I, I haven't gotten past something you just said. And I don't mean, because we don't have a whole lot of time together. So I'm just going to keep. Yeah, absolutely. Legal, becoming an adult has something to do with the legal drinking age. Right. Can I, can I right now just call bullshit <laughs> on that? I just heard you say that. Now, yep. I understand driving a car. You need to be an adult to do that but to drink an alcohol beverage, which you shouldn't be drinking in the first place, mm -hmm. but there is no age on sex or anything else, but we're going to put a thing and make you adult. Now you can, now you can drink. Yep. Oh my God. I just yep. like how to unpack that for a second. <laughs> I know. It's like your head about 40. I would love to be 40. Let me tell you something at 40 Hollywood went, worked very, very hard to tell me for the next five years or so that I was too freaking old. And I started to believe them. And it was very painful, very hurtful. I just given birth to both my kids at 42. And thank God I had young babies because I would associate with a lot younger moms. But I kept hearing that you are too old for this and too old for that. And I kept thinking, who the hell is telling me? I didn't say that. They, whoever they are, they are yeah. freaking annoying because they tell you what you can and cannot do. They told me that my boobs weren't big enough. My hair wasn't blonde enough. I'm like, what? Or you're, I was too old at 34 for entertainment tonight. And I'm going to share with you, I'm going to, it's exciting to watch you on your journey. The best thing that happened to me was Elaine Lalane uh, a couple of years ago, like 94, 95, looked at me and I said something about being 60. And she showed me the cover of one of her fitness books. She's like, sweetheart, I'm 65 in here. My life didn't start till I was 60. Mm. And I owe her for that because she's the only one who made me feel young. Right. I love it. I think it's fabulous. So in my perspective, I'm just getting started at, at 40. Like it's, it's like I'm officially an adult now. I can say, screw you. I can say no. I can say, <laughs> you know, I've made enough bloody mistakes in my life to know what works for me and doesn't work for me. And I have the rest of my life to figure it out until I die. And that's the exciting part about it all. So I'm embracing it and, and being the rah-rah cheerleader moving forward. So this whole concept of like growing into myself as a woman, as an entrepreneur, you know, even with my spouse, you know, I've been with my husband for, you know, 18 years. It's every day is, is something new, something to learn and, and something to work through. So blessed to be here. How old are you? <laughs> woo, woo, now you know I invited her. How old are your girls now? 12 and 14. Holy jamolies. They're in the FU mom stage, but they know better. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I have a daughter who is now 20, her and her twin brother, and we're business partners and we're very close uh, some days. Don't make no mistake about this being perfect. Uh, from the age of eight until 11 and three quarters, she, I was her hero. She was my right arm and I love life. December 4th happened, her birthday. And it was like, who are you? Mom, mom, <laughs> mom, right? What have you done for me? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? 
I think I did everything. No, I don't really remember it that way. I'm like, I'm sorry, where's my daughter? <laughs> About a year or two, she left her body, her world. Her, and she tells me, she just says, I just hated my mother. I'm like, wow. And I guess biologically we have to do whatever separation. And they always say they come back. I'm glad they did. But phew, phew. Yeah, I'll let you know when they get there. You know, like they have <laughs> half an adult brain and half a child brain. Like that's literally how the body's come like is working right now until they hit to about 22 years of age. So the fact that I know how like the neuron the neurons are firing within their brain, I'm like, okay, you're being a little bit of a not so nice person right now, but I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it slide because I know your brain is literally fighting with each other right now. So it's it's okay. I still love you, but I'm totally going through exactly what you just said for us. Yeah, yeah and it's oh. interesting. It's fascinating just being on the other side of this now looking at a 40-year-old mom with teenagers. It's like, yeah, I, I kind of been there, done that. But yes, yep. I'm going to share with you, if you're listening to the Forbes Factor, one of the things is we do it our own way. Hashtag watch me. And I was told things that I didn't believe. And I'm getting tired of being told anything. And, and if I don't believe it, it's not my reality. I used to be such a people pleaser, even in my own heart, that I would go, oh, okay, okay. Now I don't say okay. Now it's like, you know what? One of those things was I have a boy and a girl. Never had any boys in my life. I know you grew up as an athlete, very, very different experience. I grew up as a kid. If you threw a, a ball at my face, it would hit me in the nose and I'd run away. And I, it was horrible. I had no eye and coordination. And so it was dreadful being a non-sports person. So I have this little boy, right? And somebody said to me, you know, when he gets to, he'll hug you now. They're so cute when they're little. But when he gets about 10 years old, you're going to have to park down the street. His friends don't want, you know, nowhere near his friends. And I said to myself, that's not going to be my reality. And I don't know quite how we did it or the conversations of which I've had many with my beautiful boy Riker about life and love and showing up for him and, and supporting him in ways and doing things a little unconventionally that he's always hugged me. Never, ever, always in front of his friends, never like, oh, mom, you're embarrassing me. He knows I, I, I make him stand on stage and spin him. I cannot embarrass my children. <laughs> and he just came home from college the other day in two things. One, the kid who taught him to ride a bike when he was a little boy, grew up across the street from two very famous actors, committed suicide a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And as I hugged my boy, I thought, you know, I kept flashing on Robert and I thought, I will say anything to keep my son's sanity intact because who knows what the world is doing to them. But I know that Robert would love this moment is like everything. And then I remember the movie Terms of Endearment with Shirley Jones, Shirley McLean, who was not a very nice mother to her daughter, Deborah Winger, who died of cancer in the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. And she said something. I saw this movie like 25 years ago. She said to her mom, mom, why are you always the first one when we hug to let go? And I've always, as I was hugging my son this last time, I'm like, dude, this boy will hug me. We could be there for an hour. <laughs> You get, you get what you tolerate, you get what you create. So weather the storm here, but I have a feeling, Ashley, given who you are, that you are percolating in those brains two most amazing little girls. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm damn proud of them. They drive me freaking nuts, but I love my goddamn kids. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You know, I, I remember reading online about the kind of success that you had, and I love hearing the whole secret behind this. A couple of things. When we first met, Ashley did something I've never, no one's done. I grew up in a family where money was very brittle. We had a hold tight to it. And when you hold tight to it, it just literally disappears on its own. Uh, for example, putting your money in the bank, bad idea, uh, because they don't pay you for that. And if you don't understand that, it's an important thing why I worked with Sharon Lecter these last couple of days to understand money and wealth. Yeah. But I did an event that I was excitedly proud of called the Excellies during COVID. And I didn't know you. What yeah. makes you say, I want to be part of Forbes's world? Uh, well, 
the easiest way to answer that is during the presentation that we had this last week with the Women's Summit is one of the key com key components that we need to be able to do is be willing to invest to pull up a chair next to someone that you like aspire to be they've been there they've done that and you want to be in their presence you want to be a part of their journey and you just want to be able to hear what they have to say on a personal level and that's really what it what it was that you are a woman who's been there who's done that who's accomplished so much and I aspire to accomplish a lot more until I die. So why the hell would I not invest to be next to a woman that I look up to and aspire to be like? Simple and as here's, well, and here's the funny part for all of you listening. It worked. I will never forget Ashley at that moment and what she did and how she just popped out of the ether. And so for so many of you say, Forbes, how do I get close to a celebrity? How do I know these people? Invest in what they're doing. And, you know, I didn't know that because, again, growing up the way I did, I've, I've since shifted, but not 100% because I still hear my mom and dad in the background. Uh, I wanted, I think what Russell Brunson is like, his mastermind was 25,000 way back when. And that was more than my parents spent on a house. And so when I said I was going to do that, I got literally berated. I'm like, okay, fine, I, I won't do that because there's no tangibles. I just, okay, I won't. And I watched all of my friends become multimillionaires, become, create this little clique. And I thought... Could have played that one differently. Fascinating. Yep, it is fascinating. Six is degrees something of separation. That, is there something that you wish you had invested in, but you didn't? Oh, gosh. To be quite honest with you, no. Everything's actually worked out for the most part. Um, I have a completely different viewpoint on, on so many different aspects. You know, living almost my entire adult life in a completely different country, not speaking the language, having to create the environment, community, everything from scratch for myself because I didn't have it. And because I was living somewhere where I couldn't actually get a job, I couldn't use my skill sets that I had, I had to go figure it out and do it on my own. I now, very wait, quickly wait, realized- why, why Cabo? Why were you down there? Uh, my, my spouse, we, I, I quit the snow sport industry. I was like completely done. That's a whole nother story. But I was literally told by someone who's known me since I was ankle high, has watched me grow up the entire, my entire life. He's worked with my father. My father's a grandfather in the industry. Everyone in the entire world knows who he is because he's, you know, he's taken athletes to the Olympics four times. Um, and then some, he's been doing it for 40 years now. Um, your but, uncle anyways, went to, but your uncle went to the moon too, didn't he? No, <laughs> no, that, that didn't happen, but we can say that we went to the moon because hell, like that's a great, sh that's a great shot. Everyone in my, everyone in my family are pro athletes. Every single one of us are, I'm retired now. My father's still going. My mom's still going. My cousins are still going. It's absolutely crazy. But this gentleman who's known me since I was ankle high, literally got drunk one night at a big event. I was the only woman there. Of course, technically I'm always the only woman in the, in the snow sport industry working with all these big, huge companies. And he just said right to my face in front of 20 other dudes, like, you don't belong here. You're a woman. My son should have your job. You're only here because your father. Meanwhile, I volunteered. I was a pro. I went to college for this stuff. I got a degree. I, I mean, like I worked my ass off to be where I was. And he just, just drove me home. And I had to go try so hard not to cry and walk out of that place. I never stepped on snow since moved to Mexico. <laughs> so yeah. It was pretty interesting to say the least. So that's how you I know, broke up with my sport. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I think we all have those. We I, all I have guess, something like that. I, I guess as diversity is now something that we are talking about, those of us who've had a different, whatever the different is, the different is you could be too tall, too short, too wide, too skinny. You've been picked on somewhere. We all have our thing. Yep. And so my thing has obviously been a girl, you know, when you're kind of a ballsy girl, um, you work with the guys. And I remember I had a very huge speaking engagement. I was at a big, big dinner, right? And there he was with his wife. And there was the other male speaker with his very blonde wife, beautiful, not seen against blondes, but there's a look yep. about Barbie. And then there's a look, 
I love it, admire it, don't want, you know, I can't, I'm not that person. And every one of the speakers, there are five of them, they are very similar looking wives, gorgeous, right? <laughs> Arm and candy. <laughs> And then I'm sitting down by the assistants and the people who work for him. I was like, all right, but I'm like the speaker, right? I'm like, get on the stage. And at some point, he and a couple of the other guys who I know, I've talked to him, I've been on their podcast. They're kind of doing that little cigar thing. And I walk over to him going, hey, they're like, Forbes. I'm like, what? And they're like, and looked over at the women. And I'm like, but those are just, their, their wives are speakers, they're not speakers. And they was like, and I'm like, okay, I'll just go sit in the corner and be a good girl. I don't know if you're a guy, if you have any idea what I'm talking about, but I got to tell you, it doesn't feel very good. It, no, it does not. However, it's okay not to feel very good about that because I want to hear the turnaround story because it's empowered me. It's empowered Ashley. Every time there's a shift in the universe and the pendulum swings, if you want to make a change, go for the ride. And so yeah. I've got two right now. I've got one being a woman in a man's world and two little ageism. Got to tell you that what Don Lemon just said, something really stupid that women over 50 have no whatever being for, I don't know what he said. But you know what? Glad he said it because he lit the fire under all of women over 50 going, excuse me? Mm -hmm. Excuse me? Yeah. Tell what me I'm trade inable. I dare you. Tell me I'm trade inable. Give me a bloody break. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good title for a book. We're not trade inable. There you go. So what do you do? What do you do when your buttons get pushed? Oh, my gosh. Really? If you ask my husband, I'm like a pit bull in a china shop, <laughs> generally speaking. But at, at, if, if I'm like... At home with the ones that I love, of course, we're more raw, we're more rugged, and we can let our colors fly a little bit more so. But when my buttons get pushed outside, I generally have, like anything else, we're trained to be quiet and reserved and don't speak up and whatever. And generally speaking, what ends up working for me is I don't need, I purposely choose how I want to vibrate, how I want to feel and how I want to think and those around me. So if I get into a situation where someone is being basically a dink or whatever, I will let them say their piece. I turn around and I get the hell out of there. I don't need to be partaking in it. I don't need to fuel their fire by rebuttaling in any sort of way. Um, and it's just because I've, you know, I've had the chance of living in a different area with thousands of people that I've had in my communities and watching how different people interact. And every time I saw someone who would end up barking, or like getting their back up or going for the rebuttal. Sometimes, of course, I will rebuttal depending on obviously the scenario. But really, at the end of the day, I can choose to either let that affect me or not. And I choose to walk away and say goodbye and never have to see you again. You're written off. Just slice that freaking name out of the book. You ain't getting nothing from me after this. It's done. So that's generally speaking how I handle most things. <laughs> you broke some, I love it. I, I don't want to run out of time here. You broke some world records with your sales online last year. Yeah, we were literally just building the plane as we were falling is really what it was at, at the end of the day. We just my business partner had this great strategy, he figured something out that no one else was doing. And we just very incrementally sort of put the idea out there to see if people were interested in it and people were interested in it. And then all of a sudden we got our publishing company behind us to share it to the masses. And we did the affiliate marketing um, way of sharing it. Um, and it was just we just couldn't we couldn't understand the depth of people that were just loving what we're doing loving the community loving the training and we just constantly are updating upgrading everything so everyone's grandfathered into everything that we are constantly upgrading up doing and just because that the word of mouth got out and it was just like it was it was a freaking tsunami of like holy crap so it was like great success and great you know accomplishments 
And then all of a sudden we had this massive, I myself personally, well, not even myself, everyone on my team experienced success, depression afterwards. How do we handle this? How do we handle these people, all these ups and downs? How do we handle the taxes and the governments? And it, like, I mean, like it was just, it see, was I, a complete whirlwind. See, I never heard of this until I talked to Ashley a couple of weeks before we were getting ready for the summit. Success. Yeah, I cried with you on the phone. I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Success. Why does no one know depression? about this? <laughs> well, it's a little hard to bitch about it. Look, you made money, but it's a real thing. And you got to help unpack this a little bit for me because I listened to it on the summit and man, you lit up the chat. Pa apparently it's a real thing. I mean, I have my own sense of how to do this, um, but what is success depression? Yeah, it's, a, it's you know, it's, um, it's, there's lots of scientific studies behind it, which is absolutely crazy. You know, another one of those things, you don't really know something's there until you sort of dive into it. You know, it's just like, you know, if you're gonna end up birthing a child, nowadays it's more common to be like, well, let's go do a childbirth class and figure out what it's gonna do. So you know that you're gonna poop on the table in front of your husband. <laughs> It'd be nice to know this information in advance. You know what I mean? But that's like the dirty laundry that's behind the scenes and pulling back the curtain. Not everyone really wants to know about that or hear about that. But as we've progressed over the last 20 years, being prepared to move into that next step of your life is becoming normal. But what's not normal is the fact that all we want to do is everyone's seeing shiny objects, everyone wants to be millionaires, everyone wants to be famous, everyone wants to da, da, da. not everyone, but generally speaking, let's just say, because the definition in the dictionary literally says, I want fame and wealth, which not everyone wants fame and wealth. So that irks me the wrong way, for sure. But the fact of the matter is, is that Everyone experiences, no matter small, how small of a goal or how big of a, of a goal that they end up having, as soon as you accomplish something, yep. you're like, whoa, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden that joy slowly evaporates. And then you're left without but the sinking feeling of, I'm no longer worthy or, oh, how did I do that? Or what's freaking next? Like, just imagine you wrote a number one hit song and they immediately go, <clears throat> Go write another number one hit song. You're like, what the frick? How am I supposed to do that again? Like, this is, is this a once in a lifetime thing? Am I a one hit wonder? How could they expect me to do this again? Like, you have this crazy mental roller coaster of depression, and there's different stages of it, which we won't get into now, that you have to go through in order to come out the other side to get fired back up again to go up that mountain for the next goal. And it's just crazy that no one talks about that. And people need to be prepared for that because if you're prepared for it, you're not going to have such a bad episode or come down where you no longer want to be here and that's literally what ended up happening to me i was i had to have that conversation with my husband i'm like i can't handle this i have everything i ever need and I ever want i'm happier than anything i've accomplished every goddamn goal i've ever wanted and i don't want to be here anymore like, I can't believe, all right, so here's the deal we have about a minute and a half before we and i've got some other guests who want to join us and get into this conversation and i have a story about winning a huge award and then find myself at a slot machine pulling the award in the dress going oh i know it's a weird phenomenon uh, you have a solution though. Where are we going to find, you have a gift or something from my audience. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, actually, it, I, I have to share a link. And I'm like, I don't even have a short link for that right now, to be well, honest. No, that's okay. <laughs> have, no, no, we have, I, what's beautiful about this, guys, is there are show notes that live on my Forbes Rally podcast page at Voice America. I'm going to do a whole beautiful thing for you since a little last minute. So we, number one, you're all over social media under Ashley Armstrong, Neil's niece. <laughs> no, no, no. And uh, we, I, oh, there you go. I, well, it's a little complicated. It's, it's a little complicated. Yeah, I didn't make a short one, but it's Ashley Armstrong, the hidden rules expert on pretty much every social platform for the most part. So the hidden rules, dot the hidden rules, hidden rules expert, you know. 
I love it. You know, we're going to take a quick break, a quick break. Wow. Uh, so that my beautiful sponsors can uh, say hi to you guys. When we come back, we're going to meet Leon. We're going to say hi to Sabrina and we're going to bring more right here on the Forbes Factor. We're focused on health, wealth, and happiness. And today, I got all three. Don't go away. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to The Forbes Factor. I'm loving today. If you're watching as visually, I'm a little bit green. But it's not a bad thing, as Kermit said. It's not a bad thing being green because it's about money. Um, it is about nature, the money, nature. Then of course, I went to jealousy. God, I'm such a woman. All right. So if you're just listening to us recorded, you're going to listen. Love the sound of my my guest voice, Ashley Armstrong, all the way from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, performer, professional athlete. Grew up in a professional athlete family, and now this amazing mom who sold fifty seven million dollars worth of her program last year. I got people who haven't sold fifty seven cents of a program, my girl. But we're not going to talk about that as much. We're going to talk about the fact that even though you did all that success, you ended up being depressed. Success, depression, what is that? Yeah, it's uh, it's the psychological effects that end up happening after you accomplish something that you worked your butt off to get. And the endorphins, that the dopamine hit that your brain literally gets, like, like the, the wire and firing of your brain forces you with every actionable step that you take, every you know choice that you've made to get to that point, and then once you reach to that point, you're like, "What do I do now? I know. What's but next? How do I, I handle this?" Oh, it's such an interesting, enviable position. You've got a system called the Hidden Rules. We are going to put the link in the show notes. If you guys go to Forbes Riley's podcast, all the notes you'll see Ashley's beautiful face. If you're just listening to us there, but I want to do one quick little treat on our show. 
I have my high level training called Next Level. How do you get your career to the next level? And one of the things is to being on podcasts. It's a way to build an email list, to get exposure, to learn that it's not all about selling, but in great engaging conversations. And I last minute, we just started this new training, put a little thing out on my Facebook group, our private group, and one of my students popped in. Miss Sabrina, how about being at the right place at the right time? Yes? Yes, yes. Thank you for... Look at that smile on her face. Look at her glow. All right. So before you tell us uh, about you, tell us how wonderful Next Level is. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. I am happy to do that. I am such an admirer of yours for um, and your teaching style. And so I consider it an honor and a privilege to be part of the program. And the way that you have laid that program out for us to be able to really get it and to be able to grow is phenomenal. I've never experienced um, a learning opportunity that has set, been set up that way. Mm. So, and then this last minute opportunity and I get to show up and I'm showcasing, uh oh, can't show it real good. Showcasing oh, my college, fan you. <laughs> there it I, is, fan you. I'm going to shout out. If you look under the word spontaneous in the dictionary, there's my picture. <laughs> And you know, some people love to organize and be that way. I'm going to be the antithesis of that. All right, we've got a minute. Will you tell everybody who you are, what you're up to? Um, well, I am Sabrina Shirley, and that's Shirley like a girl's first name, which is my last name. I am uh, right now currently pivoting my life to become a future entrepreneur. And that is the reason that I have uh, joined Forbes's Next Level is to be able to become that person and start my new life. Mm, I love that. One hope for the future for you. That I am uh, as successful as Forbes Riley. Okay. Can I explain something to you guys too? This is the first week. You've only finished one out of 12 weeks and you're already feeling that. And I had no idea you're going to say any of that. Here's what's awesome. And Sabrina, because part of the, the graduation part of what we do is getting on podcasts, is getting your message out there. It's one way that I managed to build what I've done. Having an amazing conversation, pouring into other people and having, inviting, having them want you to invite back. In 11 weeks, I'm going to bring you back. And we're okay. going to do this again. And okay. you're going to see Shirley one versus Shirley done. All right. Okay. I'm Absolutely. So Excited. By the way, say something to all of your, your next levelers that you're the only one who grasped this opportunity. Hey, next level crew, where are you? I showed up. <laughs> I'm missing you, but I'm here and I'm on the podcast. <laughs> woo, woo. Thank you, Forbes. <laughs> um, but thank you so much, my girl. I'll see you in class. Oh, guys, this, I'll see you tomorrow. This is what's so exciting. Now, I will tell you along the way, Ashley, I've met some amazing people. Um, and then there's Leon. No, that's not true. I just did that to get a smile out of him. <laughs> um, there was a, a very powerful mastermind that I had gotten invited to um, years and years ago. And this man just popped out into my life, into my heart as one of the, don't let, he's not listening, as one of the smartest men I've met, but also has a huge heart, great sense of integrity. And it's been fun to watch him grow <laughs> and push me and just, and, and say, yes, again, a very spontaneous show today. Uh, Leon, will you pop on? Hello. Hi, Forbes. How you doing? Hi, Ashley. We haven't met. Hey. What I will, did you hear the number that she did last year? That's amazing. That's awesome. Now you are in this whole digital marketing space, right? How do you get so good at what you do? 
Uh, I sucked at it for probably six years. <laughs> That's a good start. You know, I think back, um, I started in online marketing shortly after uh, AOL. When I used to have to do like the dial up, I do that, you know, the, the, those noises that you used to hear uh, before you hop on the internet. Right. Um, shortly after that, I, I kind of got into the digital marketing space. Um, I had a, a friend um, at the time I was working in the real estate coaching world. And this guy had a friend that made money online, which was like fascinating to me. Um, so he was, uh, he looked like somebody that, you know, probably made money on the internet. Definitely. He had kind of like the a face for radio type of thing. And, um, you know, was really behind the scenes type of guy. And uh, I had purchased a business from him that taught people how to uh, buy products wholesale. Um, and then at the time we didn't have Shopify or any of this really easy stuff. We had eBay um, that we would use to sell the products. And so with that business, um, you know, I was one of the first advertisers on Google AdWords. Uh, like I remember, you know, when I had first started, how did I become good is because um, I had to. Um, for me, it was like I was making a decision every day. Did I want to eat like really good or did I want to spend another $50 on AdWords to like try and figure this thing out? And then from there, uh, over time, you know, especially with that type of motivation, uh, you learn how to become really uh, efficient uh, and proficient at those things then. I, I love it. I think it's fascinating. What, as, all, as entrepreneurs, so Sabrina came up here, as a lot of entrepreneurs do. Is it too late to get started? Absolutely not. I, I think right now it's just so much, the barriers to entry uh, are so low. You can get into, you can start a Shopify store like a hundred, two hundred dollars you know, you can create crafts or products at home and, and sell things. Like, I think it is so easy now compared to what it used to be. Uh, you know, before when I wanted to do an e-commerce store, we had to learn, you know, PHP programming, HTML, like just all of these different things. And now you can do it for, you know, have access to a ClickFunnels or a Shopify for, you know, under a hundred dollars a month. It's just, people don't realize how easy it is uh, to do those things. You only have to learn one or two major skills to make a lot of money. You, you need to learn how to create, you know, good value, a good product or a good offer. And then you need to know how to market and that's it. You don't need to learn all of these other uh, minutia to really move the needle. Ashley, how do you feel about that? I love it. I built a seven figure physical product business as well, but I manufactured the products and then sold them online. So I totally hear where you're coming from, but I did start way later <clears throat> than you did though. I have to tell you, but you're absolutely right. The, the barrier of entry is so ridiculously low. The biggest thing that's happening right now is Etsy and printables for crying out loud, literally build something that is a printable item and they're <clears throat> flying off the shelves, which could be like, you know, weekly recipes or, you know, it's like so ridiculously simple to get something online and to sell it with a few clicks of a button. You're absolutely correct. And these platforms have all the buyers already built into it. So you just need to know a little bit of SEO within that platform and then to, you know, share it within your own public space that this is what's got going on. And it's a little bit over here. So I totally agree. Yeah. And it's, and it's one of those things that as long as you're demonstrating value or providing some sort of good value to people uh, and it's something that they want, um, you, you can make money from it. You know, uh, very early on, uh, I was kind of a behind the scenes guy. Uh, one of the people I worked with very early on that, you know, Forbes is uh, Chris Record. And we created, you know, to your point with the printable stuff, 
uh, we created a product called Dark Post Profits that taught people how to use Facebook ads to sell t-shirts online. So basically you would spend $50 to create a design of a t-shirt of something you are passionate about. And you could spend $5 a day on Facebook ads and test your idea to see if it would work. There's no other business that you can get into where you can sell tens of thousands of dollars of a product and get started for under a hundred bucks. It's fascinating. It is. It's amazing. I mean, I can see Sabrina up there just kind of drooling. You know, I, I think one of the problems though is shiny object syndrome. And now with AI coming in and all the things that you can do, maybe one of the hardest things to figure out is what should you do? So as you're both looking forward to what is now the thing today that you would do, if you had to do it again, Liam, what would you go into? What would you be doing? Uh, Just kind of goes back to, I would figure out what I can either create or what type of coaching product that I could create um, that is going to provide the most amount of value to that other person. Um, So like right now I work with uh, everybody I work with, they either have a product that heals people or themselves are some sort of a healer. Uh, So that could be, you know, healing traumas, you name it, or a product that helps uh, like a supplement for dogs or to, you know, help them with something. Um, So as long as there's uh, a good value proposition, um, I would just figure out what I, what are my strengths and don't look at other people. You know, it's very easy right now to like hop online and, you know, somebody could see somebody like, you know, uh, an Ashley that, you know, is very successful um, and is teaching, you know, maybe higher level, you know, things. And all that you have to do is uh, realize that you just need to take somebody from where they're at to the next step. And if you can do that uh, and communicate how you're able to do that effectively, then you can make money online. Ashley? Yeah, I have to agree with everything that he absolutely said. So to go back, if there's something that I would have done differently, if I remember that was the first question, um, or learned earlier, I would have learned lead generation a lot earlier. You know, I, I, I because I was a creator, like I built products in my own home in Cabo, because that was the only thing technically you could do, because I couldn't get a job. Um, and it was great. I built this, I made my own probiotic drinks, which was amazing for hangover. So everyone who came down to Cabo who drank their butt off, they freaking loved me. Let me tell you, the stores would sell out like crazy, but I had to figure out how to do that in a bigger way and, and do it online. But the fact of the matter is, is I was, I'm a visionary. I'm very, very creative, but I focused too much on the product development side of things and fixing people's problems. <clears throat> But I did not focus enough on how to get it into people's hands, that lead generation, you know, the ads, like what you were talking about, like that was not an area that I put enough focus on in the beginning. And if I were to go back, that would be the first thing I would want to learn how to find people, how to put things in people's hands and all the tools and systems that are available to me. And then doing the ask method. What is it they need? What is it they want? Where can I find that hole in the market and then deliver the product that way? So you're basically selling it beforehand you sell before, before you end up delivering. So you're not wasting a shit ton of money. <laughs> Love Ashley. All right, well, Leon happens to be, knows a little bit about the lead generation space. So for all my baby entrepreneurs, a lot of which listen to this program, what would you share with them? Uh, I think uh, people undervalue um, others that are, you know, liking their page. To me, that's a lead. You know, everybody thinks that a lead is just, uh, an email, uh, a phone number. Yes, there's great. That's a, you know, a higher value lead, but somebody that just recently liked your Instagram uh, account or somebody that just recently liked their page, 
people always are trying to reach really big numbers and you can move the needle with just a few people. You know, you only need a hundred people that are interested in what you have to get something really going. And, you know, I think it's people focus on just uh, not driving depth in the relationships. And, you know, for me, I would much rather have a hundred people or a thousand people that know, like, and trust me than 10,000 people that don't really know me other than surface level. And so I think people, um, need to spend a little more time and just developing better relationships with their list and their people. And just, you do that by communication. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. well, I, will, I will tell you that definitely has changed. I've noticed that my partners, uh, I, when I had hundreds of thousands of names on an email list because of selling a product on home shopping, sold millions, I didn't want to bother them. So I never emailed them. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that was a little naive. I, who knew? I just, you know, I don't really like email. I thought, well, everybody thinks like me. That was one of the biggest mistakes. Everyone doesn't think like you. Um, and just recently, I don't know if you guys have been getting our emails, but we started storytelling and doing sequences and, and really engaging. And it's a little bit of magic. I had no idea. A dear old friend of mine, whose name you both know, said to me, I'm just going to go shop my list. I'm like, and it's like, look, I made $1,500. I'm like, and it took me a little too long to get it. So I'm glad that I have not finished my career before I got some of it. Um, biggest piece of advice then right now, I've got all of everybody listening, a little going, hmm, this is good. I should find my niche. I think you should do that. How important is it to find a mentor, a teacher, or, I mean, there's so many courses online you can take. Where do you start in that world? Ashley? Oh my God. Mentorship is the most important aspect in my personal opinion. Like you couldn't like be a blacksmith back in the day, unless you were mentored by a bloody blacksmith. Like you couldn't be anyone in any trade to go anywhere in life. But for some strange reason over the last 50 years, it became like slightly obsolete and not good enough. And I don't like that concept because you got to get your hands dirty. You got to get in there and you got to work with someone who's had the blows, who's like been there, done that, made the dumb, the mistakes, and you're not going to th- learn it by theory. You're going to learn it by being hands-on. So mentorship is super ridiculously important, but there is one little caveat to that, one little key, and I actually just talked about this this morning in another call that I had. You have to figure out what it is specifically that you're trying to go for because we have so many different facets in life. We have mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and then we have to break that down. And like, if I need to find someone to help me lose weight, then if you're looking for a mentor, you need to find the mentor who's going to fill that specific topic. A lot of times people look for a mentor and they expect them to do everything. And then you're gonna be left depressed, pissed off, thinking you wasted your money. These people are no good. We're really action in actuality, you chose wrong. You chose the wrong person for what it is you're actually trying to do. So be really smart and take your time to find the right person. Pay to pull up a chair next to them, see them, feel them, understand them, interact with them. And then you'll know if they are the right person for where you're at right now. Because I can tell you, I have wasted tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands of dollars hiring someone, thinking they're going to fix my problem, only to find out this was the wrong person to hire because this was not my problem. That's an interesting guy. We can do an entire show just on that statement. Leon, I'm going to throw it over to you real quick about finding mentors and people to help support your mission. Absolutely. I loved her example of the blacksmith. Uh, You know, my background before I got into all the digital marketing space, I was a journeyman tool and die maker. And so, you know, with that, you know, being in the trade, you know, from uh, from high school moving on, you you know, I uh, was in an apprenticeship program. And uh, over time, I actually became um, the best uh, machinist uh, in the country. I actually competed in the United States Skill Olympics. And so, like, totally my jam. Uh, And so I I couldn't agree more. Like, I think you got to find the mentor that 
is already been there, already done that, you know, has already gone through the struggles um, and has uh, some sort of system to help you do it faster than they did. Right. Like you don't want to go through what I did. Right. But, you know, that's one of those things. I think I went through the pain so that others don't have to. And so I'm able to help somebody, you know, uh, go from one, you know, point A to point B in a shorter period of time because I know what things not to do uh, and what to avoid. So, uh, you know, for me, I think uh, mentorship or, you know, having those advisors around you is, is so, so important. And the other thing is, um, you know, being a part of, you know, high level masterminds. Uh, you know, I've been a you know part of many different masterminds. It's actually how I know Forbes. Uh, you know, we were part of you know a very high level mastermind group together. And you know, uh, your network is your net worth. So you want to go out there, and you know, that's where you're going to meet the the people that are you know uh, you know smarter than you. Uh, you know, through the networking at those high level events for sure. Yeah, I do. You guys have board of advisors, board of directors in your world, Ashley. I, I do in certain aspects, other companies. Yes. Uh, right now I am actually on other companies, board of directors. <laughs> I've kind of changed positions here a little bit, but um, it really, the board of directors aspect is more for physical product, like your solid product, solid foundation, where you're having someone who has been there and done that, but it's really just an overview, really someone to be a sounding board. So you can kind of look at it at the same way, depending if there's equity partnership or anything, there's ways to kind of skin that particular question. But at the end of the day, a mentorship or board of directors, again, depending on how it's set up, is almost kind of like the same thing, depending on, on how the structure is set up. I can't, we're going we're gonna to run out of time in just a few minutes. So I want to cut to a couple of chases. Liam, when you popped on, Ashley was talking about having massive success and having this, this depression because of that. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. You know, I, I've worked with a lot of people where, um, will uh, exceed the results that they want to have in their business and their energy doesn't match that. And so because of the uh, disconnect there, they'll go into and they'll spin out, right? It's like um, they're trying to hold too much more than they have the ability to hold. And if energetically you're not prepared to make a lot of money, uh, you could spin out. I've done it myself. I've you know made a lot of money really way too fast, and then you know uh, it's easy to you know do things uh, foolishly uh, you know with that. So I think it's important for people to kind of have a plan what they're going to do with the money. Um, you know, and probably the biggest uh, lesson that I've learned, uh, and one of the things that I try and do at least once a week or at least once a month is, you know, if you are always tithing or, you know, having a way to help others and just kind of have that frame to go back to, then when you achieve the higher levels of success, um, it just, it seems a lot smoother, um, you know, in, in doing that and things are a lot more magical, you know, just because of divine law and giving it, you receive. And that's been one of my biggest hacks to achieve more faster and to do it from a place uh, where they don't spin out. You know, what's so funny for the, all of you listening, you know, you're talking to three probably pretty successful business people calculated money and finance and businesses, but you also keep hearing this undercurrent of tithing, of law of attraction, of the secret. There is a lot of that spirituality in my friends and people that I care about because there's an, an elevatedness about that. And so Ashley, I love that you bought your last $50. You're giving out books of the secret because you thought you found something. How wonderful is that? What you just heard from Leon. So Ashley, we are down to our last four minutes of the show, which I'm blown away by. What's something you want everyone to take away with from today? 
Uh, I end every single podcast and thing that I'm on with uh, the the whole quote of flex your failure muscle. And Forbes to know this more than anyone because she is the queen of working out and getting those muscles strong. Well, just like you work out a muscle in the gym, you got to work out your failure muscle. You got to flex that failure muscle. You got to love it. You got to lean into it. You got to accept it. Fear is always going to be there. Put in the passenger seat beside you. Grab the damn steering wheel and go forward anyways. You're never going to lose it. So flex the failure muscle. Failure is your lot to learn in this life. Move forward. Woo! Drop the mic, except I'm going to pass the mic to Mr. Leon. Uh, for me, I would say uh, make it about helping other people and not about yourself or about your product. Make it about the people that you're helping and your business will grow several times faster than making it all about ego. If you have something bigger than yourself that you're working toward, uh, life will be much more magical and more rewarding for yourself. Sabrina, I'm going to bring my, my next level of student back here to say hi to everybody. Um, what's the big takeaway from watching all three, well, both of those superstars on today's program, my girl? Um, well, I'd say my biggest uh, takeaway is I'm, I'm in agreement with what they both have said, um, flexing the failure muscle. I've heard it in a different way, um, being comfortable with uncomfortable, but same messaging. And um, also in agreement and a big takeaway that I'm focused on as well is giving. So having that as part of the why, as I launch myself into entrepreneurship and wanting to be the next Forbes Riley or like Forbes or like both of you. Or Ashley or um, Leon. Yeah, we're running down the very last minute here. So I'm, I love you. I'll see you in class tomorrow. Ms. Yeah. Ashley, how do we find out more about your product? I saw you shorten the code. Yeah, it's uh, qrco dot de forward slash struggling. There's a bunch of freebies in there. There's a task calculator that takes all the worries and stress away from you. There's the community. It's just a bunch of free tools that can help you guys move forward. But really, it's Ashley Armstrong, the Hidden Rules expert. And you can find me on all social under Ashley Armstrong, Hidden Rules of some kind. <laughs> hidden Rules something. <laughs> I love that. Leon, are we finding you somewhere as well online? Uh, best place is Instagram. Uh, so at Leon Kalaski, uh, at Leon Kalaski. And like I said, you'll see all of this in the show notes. Sabrina, I will see you in class. And we have literally officially run out of time, guys. Thank you so very much. You know, it's true that the more you give, the more you get. And I will tell you, the reason that my friend showed up very last minute is because the more you show up for other people, the more they show up for you. It's an interesting law when you begin to understand how the universe works. It's not how they told you in school. In school, it was, oh, I'm going to get this. is going to be my pile and my things. That isn't how it is. Open your arms, give away your thoughts, your times, your treasures, and your talents. And magically, as Leon said, things will come to you. But it helps if you have a clear vision of what you want and that you move forward and always stop looking back because that's already done. What's ahead is what's beautiful and you haven't created it yet. So how about you guys get going? All right. Next week, we're going to be a whole other channel. This is so exciting. I love my guys at Voice America. Thank you for believing in me and all that we've been doing almost for 10 years now. My name is Forbes Riley. Forbes is in the good life. Well, Forbes is in the magazine. Riley is in the good life. And listen to the Forbes Factor. See you again next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.